You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about the damned machine gun etiquette on the line i have rob hello 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 and hello. hello and solange hello machine gun etiquette is the third studio album by english punk rock band the dam it was released on the 2nd of november 1979 on chriswick records and the producer was the dam roger armstrong and ed olsen the genre is punk rock and pop rock i'm gonna read from the book chris Bryan's. The perpetual adolescence of the dam on stage masked how they had been growing in the studio. Their end product in the dying days of the 1970s was an album that punk bands and the damned in particular were not making. Complex, contentious, and hugely ambitious. Throw in tunes and velocity and you have Motorhead meets the Beach Boys. The band's landscape had changed radically since the 1976 Captain Sensible had replaced Brian James as lead guitarist and creative hub, shifting the sound from the straightforward rock and roll of their Damn 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 debut towards something more English and eccentric. The classics fall over themselves in a rush to get to your ears. The thunderous, nonsensical love song, the marvelously melancholy, I just can't be happy today. Melody Lee, anti-pope. And noise, 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 courtesy of The Clash's Joe Strummer lending vocal assistance. Smash It Up was banned by the BBC when it was released as a single, even featured a purely instrumental part one, a tribute to Mar- supporter Mark Bolin. Uh, Machine Gun showed that the dam had polished to go with their spit. It was an unlikely transformation, but one that the band were to complete the following year with the Black Album. All right, what do we think of the dam? Machine gun etiquette. And I won't lie to you. I was bummed when damn, damn, damn wasn't in this book. I was too. And then I put this in my cans and I was like, oh yeah, every damned record is amazing. And they all have really (laughs) rad songs on them. And now I don't even care that damn, damn, damn isn't in it. This fucking record is awesome. It's fucking awesome. It's first Um, listen for me. Yeah, it is for me as well. Actually, I've never... I realized I haven't actually listened to The Damned. I've only listened to like a few of their songs here and there. And uh, I literally like first heard them on The Young Ones performing Nasty, which is apparently like not even on an album. But yeah, never, never listened to The Damned before this, actually. Yeah, I was very I was in the same boat. I was, I, I thought, wait a second. We did. We definitely skipped over Damn, Damn, Damn. And I think you're right, though, it. It's not a lesser album. It's just very different. I would have preferred both maybe be here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would have I would have their catalog in here, given my druthers. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I'd have no, the entire catalog, but it, yeah. I, I, I didn't go ca- Captain Sensible solo stuff. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, 
from what you were reading at the your intro, Birch, on Damn Damn Damned. So that's Captain Sensible on bass, not guitar. He's on guitar now. Yeah. This is his first forte uh, foray into <laughs> forte, uh, foray into guitar as lead guitarist. Man, it's cool. I like what he's done with the place. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> what does uh, what does neat, neat, neat sound like in comparison to this album? Because, like I've said, I've never actually I thought I listened to the damn, but apparently I just like haven't. It's neat, 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 or damn, damn, damn. Damn, oh, damn, damn, damn. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of the song. Yeah. Neat, neat, neat. Yeah. Is that from the same album that I'm yes. thinking of? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh, so is that kind of like what it sounds like? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Oh, okay. It's very wow. raucous and very raw. It, New Rose was actually the fir- considered the first punk uh, single pressed. So, you know, that... U- UK. Yeah. UK. UK, yeah. 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 But, it helps me to formulate my opinion a little bit more because I'm kind of not really sure how I feel about this album overall. Like that's why I'm that's why I was like curious, like what it sounded like in comparison to that. Cause like from my little damned knowledge, every piece of the damned I've heard sounds like totally different. You know, like Alone Again or and Video Nasty and like neat, neat, neat compared to like this. It's like they all sound different. Like they don't sound like the same band to me. And then like I listen to this album and I'm like, I don't really know how I feel about this. Complete transition, I would say, for this band. It's not Mm. that they didn't uh, have inklings of all the elements together, but it's from punk rock into post-punk, straightforward rock and roll into goth rock. I mean, it, Mm. it, it really does... Uh, run the gamut. Although I feel like they, they, they have a a cohesive sort of a structure within playing with minor chords or half tones, and of course the vocals are very mm-hmm. Danzig, uh, you know, misfits uh, feeling, um, with a uh, Vania, you know, kind of projecting this this uh, gravitas of a. Uh, um, Are you talking about like uh, just can't be happy today? Yeah, a lot of them. I mean, he has a, sort of a baritone growl um, that, that that is forceful. Yeah, Very, in this song, I can hear the Danzig actually, like it, like the Misfits Danzig, not so much like the like '90s Danzig. Like I can definitely hear it. And when you said uh, Motorhead, like then I heard Motorhead. It's like there was. There, it was so hard for me to pick things out of this album that stood out to me. And that's kind of why I was like, I don't know how I feel about this because I, I just feel like I didn't, it, I almost felt like it blended together in some ways for me. I don't know. This, this came across super fresh to me. I had never listened to Like I, I've listened to uh, more than a couple of uh, best of damned records. And this album has a lot of songs that are on the best ofs. Um, but yeah, I had never heard it like in, in its entirety, like, you know, forwards and backwards um yeah i mean well i mean go, go back to the whole goth aspect i mean there's a there's a good argument that uh dave vanian like is uh was the original goth um yeah. how about like, he's a grave digger so he chose a job as a grave digger <laughs> like, it's like king goth right there <laughs> He, he he picked his stage last name as Vanian because like it's like Transylvanian. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. super goth. <laughs> so very so amazing. Good. 
What a flex. Move over, Dave, Dan Yash. Move over, Sisters of Mercy. Dave Vanian's coming through, and he's got the shovel. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I totally hear the Glenn Danzig voice. I also, and I, as we're getting into like the later 70s and stuff, I'm sure it's folks who were kids who were inspired by him back in the day, but I keep on hearing, like, and I just can't be happy today. I'm hearing some Jim Morrison croonery. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the doors mm-hmm. are, are mm-hmm. definitely influence here, carrying that through. I was a little uh, struck with the the production. It has a bit of the thin guitars that a lot of the um, early punk rock has. So it wasn't quite as you know refined as I was maybe expecting from, from the write-ups. Uh, but... It still works really well. It just has a, a bit more of the the kinks uh, feel to it, where it it has a little bit of the lo-fi production, uh, which is is kind of beneficial for them. It kind of it, it kind of works in, in a way. Also, the kinks I felt feel like had that transition that the Damned also pursued, where they were a you know kind of garage rock band, and then they grew out of that or they saw an opportunity to say, Hey, let's, let's try something a little bit different. All these bands are uh, doing the same thing. So we need to adapt. Punk is so interesting because there's a lot of similarity all over the world with it at the same time, you know, cause this is around the time uh, like decline of Western civilization. Part one is like being filmed and you have like bands like the circle jerks and one of the many iterations of black flag, and X and they're all kind of, and then like the damned and then you have like bands from New York and they all kind of have the same stylistic thing, but they all do something like totally different. Yeah. Not many, not many punk bands were doing waltzes at this time. Yeah, I was wondering, which, what do you guys think of like the, the calliope waltz of these hands? I don't I mean, know how I feel about so it. So goth. You, you know, I'm down with the clown. <laughs> uh i did think it was interesting too that they were part of the first i mean obviously they're part of the first punk movement but they placed their first show in 1976 supporting the sex pistols at the 100 club um which there is actually recordings of that show i didn't get to listen to it but i thought that was a is really cool that they you know, they're so integral into, into this, uh, scene. I don't know. I always felt like the damned were maybe never got their due in a certain way. Uh, Rob kind of mentioned it earlier, earlier on that they're a bit of an overlooked band. Um, if, if, if I were to say so, you know, you know, Ramon, Sex Pistols, all, a lot of those names get get out there, but I do feel like the damned have a, a very strong catalog to contend with some of the other punk oh, bands. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the sex Pistols have one album, the damn have, you know, at least three, you know, in this, in this sort of, uh, do you think it's because they're genre bending? Do you think it's because they like transition a lot? I, transition. I don't quite know. I don't know what hits different. Um, for, you know, why maybe just right place at right time. Maybe they just Mm. didn't have the, uh, I understand why the sex pistols were, are like considered 
you know, the epitome of it is because they had such a hype. They had so much hype. I mean, everything was hype. That record didn't come out for like a year and people knew like that was going on. So maybe they just needed the right hype man. They just needed the right uh, distribution. I don't know. Maybe maybe goth doesn't sell as much. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's like that goth doesn't sell as much. I mean, it was such a different at the time. Like, I feel like not a lot of stuff sounded like that, you know, like like Bauhaus and, you know, uh, I mentioned Sisters of Mercy like that comes out later. But this is like very avant garde in a way like this particular this particular album I'm speaking of like here that we're listening to is almost avant garde. I mean, there's the uh, the calliope sort of thing the waltz the there's a lot of genre bending with this album that it is like punk but there's more going on to it than just punk you know it's almost uh i don't want to say this like i sometimes people say this and they mean it as a criticism and i don't necessarily mean this as a criticism it's almost like they weren't quite sure what the vision should be so they had all of the visions come out you know what i mean yeah it runs runs a gamut of of different different ideas but it doesn't it, yeah, it doesn't sound like a let's throw let's throw everything at the wall and see what sticks though. Like that, none of this sounds like the way that like Metal Box sounded experimental. Like th- this is a v- pretty refined vision. It's, it's their third record and uh what's their second one is it guilty pleasures yeah panned notoriously panned yeah what do you think about guilty pleasures birch i think it's good i think it doesn't get the cre- credit that it that it's due um wait m- music for pleasure sorry oh music, music for, for pleasure, pleasure. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, my, yeah yeah my yeah different album uh yeah they wanted to get uh sid baird to produce that but they got nick uh Mason of Pink Floyd to produce that. So it's very different. It does show They wanted Sid Barrett to produce. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea how he would have produced that album at that time. Yeah. I would have loved to have heard him try. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I, I, I do think that, you know, putting this one in the book is probably a good, it's a strong, strong call. It's very strong. Yeah. Very, very strong. I like all the keyboard stuff they're doing on this, which is another thing. I, I, I hate to continue going back to metal box, um, but like just the rando keyboard stuff that they were doing on that, you know, I, I thought was like cute or, you know, at least they made a cool sound. Like these guys are actually like playing. This is a punk band that knows how to play pianos. <laughs> they know how to play like just keyboard stuff like that. The, I forget which song it is that has the, um, like the, the, the electric, uh, like, Wurlitzer or whatever, but like they're just getting some incredibly gnarly like tones like out of that, and like you know it's it's a fully like fleshed out like solo on keyboards, and for a punk band that's like that's kind of unheard of at this point. Um, like ju- just to put to put that much care into it, have it not just be a novelty is what I mean. Which I was it was very nice to hear. Um, 
because I know that they get a little more keyboardy in the eighties, like uh, go a little more goth. Um, but yeah, I, don't know. I was I was just happy to hear it on this record. It looks like at least on this album, it's Captain Sensible uh, doing key parts. But but he he was the one that knew how to play things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why did they, nothing against bass players. Why did they initially stick him on bass? Because they already had a guitarist when he joined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool too that uh, a couple of the Clash guys are on uh, "Noise, Noise, Noise." It's always nice to see, uh, and they they actually uh, were uh, played sh- some shows with Clash. Uh, but yeah, it's always fun to see see people backing him up and uh, doing backing tracks. Community man. Yeah, that's what makes the scene. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Gotta get that scene unity going. Gotta get the scene unity going. I think, I think one thing about this is, even though these songs are you know anthemic, they're none of them really have that that what I would call hooks. Um, Thank you for saying that. Yeah, I didn't know what it was. I couldn't. There was something about this album that isn't sticking with me. Like I listened to it and I was like, I don't. I don't know. Like, and I just like, couldn't remember a lot of the album, like directly after I listened to it and like listening to it now, like I'm enjoying it, but there's just not a lot that like grabs me in the album. The chorus of love song gets stuck in my head. Yeah, that's yeah. one. But- Melody Lee is just a giant hook. <laughs> it's nothing but a hook. I, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying though. Um, mm-hmm. I want to be clear. There's a lot of really cool things happening with this record in a lot of ways. Um, but for me, like it really just like all kind of blends together at some point, but, ki- but a lot of, I didn't want to bring this up in this episode cause I wanted to save this for a later episode. Something that, about this book that like, I think about a lot, like with this project is making me think d- critically, do I actually like this genre of music, for example, punk, or do I just like specific bands from this genre of music because upon like listening to the damned, like I don't, I, I think I said this with, like Iggy Pop, like I liked Iggy Pop. I just don't listen to a lot of punk music anymore. Like as an adult, it was like my thing when I was in high school and college. And I think that's because like for me, sometimes a lot of punk music just kind of like blends together. You know what I mean? Depends on the on who you're you're listening to, honestly. Yeah, um, de- yeah. depends how how familiar you get with the genre too. Because a lot of there's a lot of genres. I mean, someone yeah, could say, of it. yeah, sub genres, all sorts of, and and how how varied your your range is that you can dive into. Yeah, and that's a point I was going to bring up. Is I don't think that it's like I like punk music. I think I actually just like hardcore, like Southern California hardcore, like Di and the Circle Jerks. It's like. I think that's what I like. It's like, I like a very specific subgenre of punk and the rest of it. I just, it just doesn't like kind of do it for me in, a, in some way. I just, I don't, I don't get hooked by it, yeah. you know, not to say, not to say it's bad or anything, but just that it's not for me. Only yeah. the, only the hardest punk for Solange. <laughs> only the hardest, of course, speaking <laughs> as a hardcore person who had to put my knitting away. Yes, exactly. <laughs> very hardcore of me. What do you guys think of the uh, the MC5 cover that we're listening to right now? I think they do it um, justice. I think they do it justice, and I also think that uh, uh, Dave Vanian was listening to Low and uh, 
thought that uh, he should deliver uh, the uh, looking at you in the same way as Bowie did. Uh, I'm in the mood for your love. For your love. For your love. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has a bit of a monotone style, doesn't he? When he does. he's singing, it is is very spoken, a for, like a forceful spoken word. Damned came through uh, Louisville a couple years ago. They did, yeah. Yeah, they played the Mercury. Uh, I went there. The show was fucking awesome. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Lost my damn mind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, that was a... I like that, especially like Dave and Captain Sensible still looked like I expected them to look. That, that made mm-hmm. me happy because they didn't need to. Oh, that's so cool. Like that, but they still do. What did they wear? Were they wearing like trench coats or something? No, Captain Sensible. Captain Sensible's the beret and the sunglasses and a lot of red That's going awesome. on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Dave Dave Vanian looked like a vampire. How much <laughs> That's of, so cool. How much of the set was a uh, was a uh, early or later? I couldn't tell you. Uh, oh, okay. I'm not as familiar with uh, the well, cap, uh, discography. Yeah. How goth, yeah, was, uh, how, got, how much did they goth it up? I guess is my question. <laughs> they they goth it up probably about a fifth of the time. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. so yeah. keep into the early early rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It was a punk show, more or less, and the their support band was a punk band. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I did think it was interesting when they just when they had started the band, they invited uh, Sid Vicious and Dave Anya to audition to be the singer. <laughs> Only Vania showed up, so he got the part. Sid Vicious didn't bother. <laughs> you got to do one thing to at least <laughs> try out. It's show up. Right. I think that even if Sid Vicious had showed up, he would not have cared enough to exert himself at an audition. I just don't think it would have worked, you know, stylistically, like from what I'm hearing. I feel like Ca- Captain would have kicked him out immediately. Even though they're a ruckus band and rowdy, I mean, they're they're together. They, they know what they're, they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so much though. Say about old Sid. Yeah, Lemmy uh, from Motorhead did play a bass in uh, 1978. <sighs> now, um, Lemmy, on the other hand, I've had nothing bad to say about Lemmy. Oh man, there's a vicious. Like have you guys watched the Lemmy documentary from like Absolutely. a few years back? Absolutely. Okay, there, I haven't seen it there's, yet. There's that wonderful scene where like he's up there with the damned, like playing the songs, and then like they don't know any of his songs. And he's like, <laughs> "What? Why couldn't you learn like one of my songs so he can play?" <laughs> like, <laughs> How long would it have taken the dam to learn Ace of Spades? Like an afternoon? <laughs> Less than that. Yeah. Trivia. Both the dam. I brought up the young ones earlier because that's how I first heard about the damned. But both the damned and Motorhead played as musical da- guests. Not together, but separate episodes. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're crossed at the streams. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to Motorhead and we'll get to some Dexie's Midnight Runners, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah we will. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, m- multiple iterations of them. Yeah, Dexie's in the with uh, with either the Damned or Motorhead. 
they're they were on an episode of The Young Ones. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the connection I was making. I know that like half of England has been in Dexy's Midnight Runners, so you don't know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I did also want to mention for our good friend Jackson, who introduced us to uh, Plastic Be a Tran, you know, Jet Boy, Jet Girl has the same backing track as Plastic Be a Tran's uh, Samplin' Pour Moi, uh, which is fantastic backing track. I didn't realize, though, that um, it was recorded. uh, The record firm used the same backing track with the same musicians to release Jet Boy, Jet Girl. <gasps> so, Which song was first? Was it Plastic Betoin? I think Jet Boy, Jet Girl was actually uh, in it first because it, uh, from what I'm saying, it says a few months before the vocals for Samplin Pour Moi were recorded, they used it for Jet Boy, Jet Girl. So I always, yeah, I always assumed it was a cover, but it, it just had happened to be Captain Sensible really liked this backing track. Um, so who's playing on that song? I'm so like, my mind is like so, so blown by this. So th- oh my so God. it's uh, studio mu- musicians that are, that created this, the backing track. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. I thought it was crazy. Cause I, I just assume, you know, one came out and then they used it, use it for the other one. Both great songs though. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize it was the same track. I knew it was like these, different lyrics to the same song, but I thought it was performed and recorded twice. That's not, what I thought too. Same track. Yeah. <laughs> I love that the stodgy stuffed shirts of the day were like, that listened to smash it up part two and were like, Oh heavens. No, the children can't hear this song. <laughs> I thought that was strange that it was, it was banned. The it Brits was, are, the Brits were super weird about that so shit, man. Strange. Yeah, they really were. They wouldn't even let pop music on the radio at one point. So, you know, the definition of pop music is populist popularity. Yeah. (laughs) Populist music. (laughs) Not with the Tories in. (laughs) Broadcast on the radio. It's not pop, right? How could it be popular if it's not being broadcast? Um, NW, not or. Uh, two live crews uh banned in the usa like it the uh the song ain't nothing but a hoochie mama was very popular <laughs> but was not allowed to be played on the radio so what do you call it pop music or was that ami so horny which what am i doing why am i talking I about this i'm so sorry i don't know I don't why know. i do anything i do what what is i miss doing this in person though that way i don't just keep about? talking lyrically what's it about why like why was it not allowed on the air uh, it was because of it was perceived as anarchy, like the the lyrics. It's it's about you know destroying things and causing chaos. It's such a strange you know thing to censor. It's like when we were talking about ru- like someone said rubber in a song and they didn't want it on the air. That was classic. Very, 
They're so weird about that stuff yeah, there. I, They're I, so strange. I just don't quite, quite you can you can f- say the F word on TV there. You can say the straight up F word on the TV there, and they are cool with it. While you're smashing it up. The CD release of this has the uh, their version of Ballroom Blitz on it. Um, and it, if you haven't heard that one, wowie wowie, that's a, that's a great cover of it. And, uh, my favorite part is the chorus. They just sing the, uh, <laughs> they sing the harmony part. <laughs> so <gasps> really, <laughs> I thought they were saying for real words. I'm learning so much about these damned covers. I'm making quotes. I'm learning so much about these damned covers today that I didn't know. And apparently Remy on bass on Ballroom Blitz too. Ah, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so you said it's on the CD version. Does that mean that like that's not on like an album, like a like a damned no, it was a, standalone it was a, album? It was a B side. Mm, okay. It's on one of the best ofs, but yeah, it's just a just a B side. Okay, I, was, I didn't know that. Yeah, they also do yep. White Rabbit by um, Oh, that's cool. Jefferson Airplane. <laughs> yes, <I do. laughs> that's so cool. I'm gonna have to listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think we. I need to go around the room, do I? Is everybody on the positive on this one, or does anybody have any doubts that they're they're kind of wavering? What do you think, Solange? It's, it's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. Okay. It's positive. Positive minus for me. It's it, it so doesn't neutral. stand out to me. You can just say neutral. It's okay. I don't want to. I don't want to like get a, like everyone's all loving the damned, and I'm like it's a neutral for me. Um, I don't know. I just. I just, you know, it didn't really get me. It was all, it was, I, I'm not really into British punk, I guess, is yeah. kind of like where I'm going with this. So, you know, it's like a neutral for me. Yeah. You know, if this is your, if this is your thing, you should listen to it. Um, it's not a bad album, but if it's not your thing, you can skip it. Yeah. I'd say, I, I kind of understand that it, it does have this quality that, um, you know, we've been reviewing all these classic, mm-hmm. like London Calling and, and, you know, all these like classic albums and punk albums that are, have a very striking, I feel like introduction and the damned, they have, they have this like consistency, but it, it's not, uh, it doesn't have the same. What, what would you say? It doesn't draw, draw you in. No, not betray. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is something about the way that they construct and present songs that is not um you won't instantly be humming it after after hearing it. It it does kind of take a, a bit more investment mm-hmm. to, to really get into some of these albums, whereas it, it doesn't immediately grab. So yeah, yeah. I can totally understand uh, being a little, you know. It's good, but you know, just not not there. Yeah, I'm 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 cool with it. I think it's great. Um, I really wish they would have put in the first damned album. Uh, I just don't I don't get it. Um, but you know, this one's in here, so they they made up for it in some way, some fashion. So yeah, I'm on the positive. Is this the yeah. only damned we're getting? Yeah. Hmm. This is the one. Positive for me. Uh, this is the first listen. I like. I was kind of like a damned greatest hits guy. Wasn't that familiar with with full albums. I get what you guys are saying uh, about there aren't really that many catchy hooks on this record. Uh, that being said, still still a positive from me. 
I think this band's really coming into their own. I think they're uh, stylic- stylistically uh, like pushing the genre around a little bit uh, in a few different directions that I think is kind of working for them. I need to go check out more of their goth stuff, too, I think. Yeah, do. Oh, yeah. yeah. That cover of Alone Again or is really cool. It's like a very almost and the music video is cool, too. You should look at it. They're like goth cowboys. I love it. Positive for me. Uh, this but uh, a plus, actually, I, I it, it makes me want to just start smashing things up. And <laughs> that's why they banned it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's, it's making my overweight 40 year old self just want to start breaking things in the basement, but I won't because I'm tired. And it's your basement. And it's my basement. <laughs> All right. Next time we'll be talking about Gary Newman, the pleasure Ooh. principle. All right. Thanks. Yeah. Y'all.